Well, if it's been a long week and you're thinking, I just need to relax a little bit, well, we'll help you do so here on the Speaking For Him podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you, and it's great to be with all of our listeners out there. I hope that if you are enjoying this show, that you're sharing it with others. We love to uh, give you fresh content every week to think about and hopefully to grow you in your Christian walk. As I've said a few times this year, on the podcast, we are people that don't necessarily have it all together, but we know who does, and that's Jesus Christ, and we want to point you to him through this podcast. All right, well, a few weeks ago, we started a series about why Jesus came. There were some specific reasons why Jesus said he came, and so I picked some out from the scriptures and have decided to do a series on it. So last time we talked about this series, we talked about um, Jesus came to fulfill the law. And today we're talking about Jesus came to save sinners. Adam, would you give us our introductory verse, a.k.a. the quote of the day? Which comes from Matthew nine twenty eight. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And to me, this is an interesting verse, because when I first would hear it as a kid, I would say to myself, well, that makes sense, because if you're righteous, you don't need to repent. But as I got older, I realized that he was talking to the people who think they're righteous. If you think you're righteous, you're not going to repent, and so therefore, he can't save you. So by acknowledging your guilt, acknowledging that you need him, that is when he can most work in and through you, and when salvation comes is when you can admit that. So I think that is a very important thing uh, as we springboard into this episode. All right, so our first bullet point, if you will, on our list for today is we are all sinners. And the verse that goes along with that is Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Again, Jesus came for one specific reason, and that was to save sinners. And why did he need to save sinners? Because we were all sinners. We could not save ourselves, and so Jesus came. And our second one is, God loved us when we were yet without strength. From Romans 5, 6, it says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Again, just highlighting what we just talked about we didn't have any strength of our own to save ourselves we needed him and he came when we were without strength and he stood between us and hell and gave us a future um and so i i just really appreciate the fact um that he loved us uh, while we were yet sinners because there was the only one capability that we would not be sinners and that's through him so it was his love that was required to make that a reality Adam, do you have any thoughts on these first couple points? It's cool how it gives so much hope in those first two because, you know, just because Jesus uh, died for us and did what he did over 2,000 years ago, that hope is still alive today and and that strength. We can still call on him for that. You know, it's so reassuring to know that, oh, I don't have to do all this life crazy things by myself. Like he literally is standing next to you (laughs) waiting to like, you know, put out his arm and say, lean on me and I'll help you through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. All right, well, and the next one is, he can only save you if you admit your need. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. From 1 John 1, verses 9 through 10. Again, kind of another reflection on our introductory verse. If we think that we're righteous, we're not going to need help. Um, If we think that our car is running smoothly, even if it's not, we won't go to the garage to get it worked on. If we think that the brakes can go a little bit longer without getting looked at, we may end up in a car crash, especially if it's a snowy winter, um, because we failed to get it monitored. In the same way, if we don't get our sin taken care of by God, the only one who can, then we will be in trouble. And if we say that we're perfect, if we say that we have, we have not sinned, we make God a liar because God tells us, as we already read, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, important stuff to keep in mind. He can only save you if you admit your need. All right. And then a few points about salvation itself. Once the transaction has taken place and he has taken away our sin, salvation gives us power over sin. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, we should not serve sin, from Romans 6.6. 6. Before we come to Christ, we don't really have much choice but to sin. It's a natural thing. Um, a lot of times when we do bad things or when the world does bad things, they say, well, it's in our nature. You know, we can't help ourselves. That's why with, with some, of these, um, some of these sins that people commit, whether it be fornication or whether it be uh, homosexual acts, they will say, well, that's my natural bent. I can't help who I am. But the thing is, you could justify any sin on the basis of that that, that would be my natural thought. You know, maybe I'm naturally bent towards stealing. So should that just be excused because that's what I naturally want to do? No, uh, we need to realize that we need his help to give us power over sin. And as Adam just read from Romans chapter 6, he gives us the power so that we should not serve sin. All right, salvation bridges the gap between us and a holy God. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Ephesians 2, verses 12 through 15. And I appreciate Adam's effort on reading that. I know uh, it's kind of an inside joke here that, that I, I make him trip over the king's english all the time <laughs> I'm but, wipe my brow real quick <laughs> but basically what we're talking about here is that um god jesus was a perfect example as we talked about before he felt fulfilled the law and the significance of that was that he did something that we couldn't do and as a result he's able to give us salvation and bridge the gap between us and a holy god because god in accepting us as sinners His holiness has not been compromised. But Jesus standing in the gap, Jesus taking all these things upon him, uh, 
him uh, abolishing the power of the law over us, that's what gave us salvation, and that's what gives us the right to be called sons of God and to walk with him and to serve him as we talk about at the end of every show. And so very important things. All right, on these last couple of points, Adam, any thoughts? Um, I think it's interesting how it's such a reminder of how much we, we need Jesus to help us with daily life, even in the small things or in the big things of conquering a sin. Because I think it's interesting how sometimes we can have Jesus as an option. Like we know when things get hard or rough that we can pray to him or call on him. But like, is that, is that the first thing we go to or do we go to other sources or ways to kind of not think about stuff instead? I've even been guilty with exchanging prayer time with Netflix time. And I'm like, oh, you know, he should really be like the only option because only he can bridge that gap between my weakness and his strength. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have one final point. Um, salvation dramatically changes people. From First Timothy 1, verses 12 through 15, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Again, that's from 1 Timothy. And this is the Apostle Paul talking. And for anybody here uh, who is listening who might be saying, but I have messed up so bad, I can't be used. I've done horrible things. Um, I submit to you the testimony of the Apostle Paul in these verses. He was a blasphemer. He, he did horrible things in the name of God against the people of Christ. He was very zealous against Christ. He was zealous against the way, it says in Acts. And yet God counted him faithful, putting him in the ministry after having mercy on him and accepting him and, and Paul accepting salvation. It was so dramatic that Saul of Tarsus became Paul. That's how dramatic his change was. And if God can change uh, Saul of Tarsus into Paul, then he can change you and me. And hopefully he's changing us a little bit day by day. But he can do the once-for-all change if you bow your knee to him in salvation today. And I would encourage you uh, to do that before you go to bed tonight. I really would because that's where life is about. It doesn't mean life's going to get easy. You know, I woke up the next day after I made my decision for Christ. I was still in a wheelchair. I still struggle with daily life. But God is with me in the struggle. So, Adam, do you have any thoughts on this final point? Um. You know, on this title of of our show today, Jesus came to save sinners, which is bouncing off of what you just said. Keep in mind that he came in love to save us. He doesn't come in, in judgment or in anger or saying, you know, take my help or, you know, he's throwing it at us. But he loves us so much, he wanted to see us redeemed and, and saved. And, and that shows how much you mean to him. You mean something to give up his whole life for you. So keep that in mind that Jesus came to save us sinners, not out of an obligation or out of anger, but out of love. Absolutely. And that's about all we have for you today. I know we've had um, some good thoughts put forth and hopefully had a lot for you to think about. And I just, 
I encourage you to look up these passages in the scriptures, discover the truth for yourself, because what I have to say at the end of the day isn't that important, but what God has to say is very important, and that's why I feel obligated to deliver it to you week after week. Please let us know if we can be of any assistance to you. Um, send email to andrew at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking the number for him.com or adam at jq99.com. And the rest of our contact information will roll in just a moment at the end of the show. But please let us know how these shows are impacting you. And please share them with a friend. They are free to download from my website. Have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 